Welcome to the Fastest Five Minutes presented by Kroll and Mooring. We are your co-hosts for this edition, Peter Ayer and Yuan Zhou, bringing you a bi-weekly summary of significant government contracts, legal and regulatory developments that no government contracts lawyer or executive should be without. And we're going to start with an update on debriefings. DOD has issued a final rule amending the DFARS to enhance post-award debriefing rights under negotiated contracts, task orders, and delivery orders. The rule implements Section 818 of the NDAA for FY18, which increases post-award debriefing rights for certain awards over $10 million. Offerors for competitive negotiated contracts, task orders, and delivery orders will, upon receiving a post-award debriefing, have an opportunity to submit follow-up questions related to the debriefing and receive agency responses. The final rule also clarifies that for DOD procurements, the five-day protest window at FAR 33.104 begins on the date that the post-award debriefing is offered, unless additional questions are received within two business days after the debriefing date. If the agency receives timely additional questions from the offeror, the agency will respond in writing within five business days, and upon delivery of the agency response, the five-day protest window will begin at that point. So certainly um, something that is a little bit of a change in some circumstances and a continuation um, of a pilot uh, in others, uh, but but important for uh, those in a post-award situation. Now we're gonna turn to Yuan for an update on a court case involving uh, discussions. Yuan, over to you. Thanks, Peter. A couple of interesting decisions to report on this session. First, on March 28th, the Court of Federal Claims held that the Army failed to justify its lack of discussions with an unsuccessful offeror in violation of the DFARS. Here are the facts. In April 2019, the Army issued a solicitation for operations and maintenance of communications and information systems at bases throughout the Middle East. The anticipated award was valued at approximately $1 billion and was awarded to Vectris. The Army informed disappointed offeror IAP Worldwide Services that its proposal was rated technically unacceptable and therefore was ineligible for award. On March 8th, IAP filed a protest at the Court of Federal Claims challenging numerous aspects of the Army's evaluation. IAP also argued that had the Army engaged in discussions, IAP would have had an opportunity to correct the alleged deficiencies in its proposal. It contended that discussions were necessary, absent some justification, pursuant to DFARS 215.306, which provides that for acquisitions with an estimated value of $100 million or more, contracting officers should conduct con- discussions. Now, although COFSI rejected all of IAP's challenges to the Army's evaluation of the party's proposals, the court agreed that the Army failed to justify its decision not to engage in discussions. The court explained that because DFARS 215.306 uses the word should rather than may, this creates a presumption in favor of conducting discussions unless an agency provides a sufficient justification for not doing so. Here, the agency simply concluded that because IAP's proposal was ineligible, it was unlikely that these deficiencies could be corrected during discussions. The court found that this threadbare conclusory assertion was insufficient and that this error prejudiced IAP in having been denied the opportunity to correct material deficiencies in its proposal. Now on to an ASBCA decision. In ECC International LLC, the ASBCA recently held that it had jurisdiction to hear a contractor's 
alternate theories of recovery that arose from the same operative facts and sought the same relief requested in its claim. Here are the facts. ECC initially filed a certified claim for damages resulting from the government's alleged breach of a design-build contract for construction of military facilities in Afghanistan. The claim alleged that the government breached the warranty of specifications and the implied duty of good faith and fair dealing by knowingly awarding a construction contract with an impossible deadline. After the government denied the claim, the contractor appealed to the board and raised two additional theories of recovery in its complaint breach of contract by failing to disclose superior knowledge and commercial impracticability. More than four years after a hearing on the merits was held, the government moved to dismiss the appeal entirely, contending that the contractor's four alternative theories of relief were each supported by different set of operative facts and therefore were four separate claims. Now, as separate claims, the government contended that each had to independently meet the requirements of the CDA, namely presentation to the contracting officer and separate sum certain. The board largely rejected the government's arguments, holding that it had jurisdiction to hear three of the contractor's four theories of relief. The assertions of breach of the warranty of specifications, breach of the implied duty of good faith and fair dealing, and failure to disclose superior knowledge, because all arose from the same operative facts, claim essentially the same relief, and merely asserted differing legal theories for that recovery. Now, the board reiterated that within these constraints, the CDA permits contractors to assert new theories of relief during an appeal without having to present a new claim to the contracting officer. The board noted that it expects parties will add factual details learned throughout the formal discovery process, and these new factual details do not affect its jurisdiction. However, the board dismissed the contractor's argument that it was entitled to relief based on a theory of commercial impracticability, finding that a key element of proof under that theory was never presented to the contracting officer for a decision. Peter, back to you. Great. Thank you, Yuan. Two important decisions, uh, lots of important lessons there. And we'll wrap up now just with one note as it relates to Russia and the Ukraine crisis. So as Congress is considering legislation prohibiting government contractors from conducting business activities involving Russia, over 20 states have already taken a wide variety of approaches, including legislation, executive orders, lots of different definitions, different preclusions, but something to keep an eye on there, updates almost daily. We're watching things closely and feel free to reach out if you've got questions and we will close for today. This has been the Fastest Five Minutes brought to you by Kroll and Mooring. See you again in two weeks. If you have any questions about these items, I can be reached at 202-624-2807 and Yuan can be reached at 202-624-2666. Thanks so much for joining us. The Fastest Five Minutes podcast is brought to you by Kroll and Mori LLP. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy our show, please leave us a review. You can find more information at kroll.com slash govconpodcast. <laughs>